Hey listeners, welcome to Scoo Universe. I'm your host today, Scott, and this week we'll be exploring part two of DeFi Blockchain 101. Last month in part one, we covered all the basics of blockchain, decentralized finance, and Bitcoin. Today we're going to go deeper into this emerging technology field and look at a few interesting projects that aim to disrupt industries beyond finance. So let's get started. We've come a long way from 2009, when Bitcoin first arrived on the scene. Nowadays, there are many cryptocurrencies and blockchain projects, each trying to carve out a niche to set itself apart from all others, each focused on solving or addressing a particular set of problems. Chainlink, for example, makes the process of moving data on and off other blockchains safe and secure, while remaining decentralized. Since each blockchain in many ways is its own isolated environment, Getting information to and from the outside world, while essential, can be a point of vulnerability. Chainlink can provide this information to and from the blockchains through a network of nodes, thus becoming an important piece of smart contract infrastructure. This network allows smart contracts and dApps, decentralized apps, to access external data sources, APIs, and payment systems. The nodes are incentivized to provide accurate data via the link token. Chainlink's native currency. Question one, what is the primary function of Chainlink? The answer is Chainlink makes the process of moving data on and off other blockchains safe and secure while remaining decentralized. Chainlink's job is to provide VChain is a platform designed to streamline supply chain management and business by making data more transparent. To accomplish this, smart chips and tags would be able to broadcast key information directly to the blockchain, where it would be accessible in real time at every step in the supply chain. VChain can already claim global names like BMW, Walmart, and H&M as partners. These companies plan to use the blockchain technology from source to retail store to provide customers transparency and confidence in the products on their shelves. Question two: What are the three major companies partnered with VeChain? The answers are BMW, Walmart, and H&M. VeChain 主要以透明化供应链而达到随时追踪产品的功能，和大品牌合成协议后，也是很被看好的去中央化科技之一。Other cryptocurrency and blockchain projects set out to disrupt entirely new industries beyond finance and business. For example, DSO powers the decentralized social blockchain, which is a platform designed to support a wide variety of new decentralized social media apps. Rather than using the blockchain as a ledger for recording financial transactions, decentralized social instead is able to record a variety of common social media activities, including posts, likes, comments, and so on. And this data can then be shared between social media apps and quickly incorporated into new apps. This greatly reduces the time and capital necessary to create a viable social media app, allowing small businesses. Groups and individuals to bypass the handful of controlling corporations, and provide a social media experience directly. In addition, DSO is the underlying payment method for social tokens, the project's vision of monetization, 
which removes those big corporations and their ads and allows users and creators to monetize themselves via their community and interactions. Question three, what are the proposed benefits of DSO? Since it's able to share social media data, such as likes and comments across platforms, it greatly reduces the time and capital necessary to create a viable social media app, allowing small businesses, groups, and individuals to bypass the handful of controlling corporations and provide a social media experience directly. 去中央化社交网络对注重隐私权的民众一直都是非常具有吸引力的。二零一九年 ，Facebook 因侵犯用户资料帮助川普当选美国总统，结果被联美国联邦贸易委员会，也就是 Federal Trade Commission 罚款五十亿。这件事情发生之后，更多的民众也开始关心数据隐私的议题。LivePeer, which is built on Ethereum, is a decentralized video streaming network. This aims to allow users the freedom of live and on-demand video streaming outside of the reach of the current huge companies that dominate the market and take huge percentages and huge profits thanks to ads and fees. The crypto token LPT fuels the work of transcoding and distributing video, and it provides an incentive to keep the network cost-effective and secure. To accomplish this, holders may stake their tokens with trusted operators. And earn rewards for doing so when the work is completed successfully. Question four: Which blockchain is LivePeer built on? The answer is Ethereum. 我们稍微更新一下关于 LivePeer 的最新消息。LivePeer 宣布，为了帮助参与者有效营运和盈利，将所有的功能迁移至 Arbitrum 网络。如果这样说的话，大家听不太懂。你可以把 Ethereum 或是以太坊想象成主链，也就是 Main Chain， 而 Arbitrum 就是干支，也就是 Off Chain。那透过 ETH Bridge 智慧合约，使用者可以将交易从主链，也就是 Ethereum 转到 Arbitrum 进行预算。运算结束需要的话，可以再次再传回 Ethereum。但是 LivePeer 他们是要完全迁移至 Arbitrum。Mana, the virtual currency of the Decentraland VR platform, is another Ethereum token, one that can be used to buy plots of virtual land as well as other in-world goods and services within Decentraland. It has recently seen a boost in popularity and value as more and more individuals and companies begin to set their sights on creating the metaverse and the future internet. In November of 2021, the highest ever price for the sale of virtual real estate was recorded when a plot of land within Decentraland sold for the equivalent of two and a half million U.S. dollars. Other virtual worlds, including the Sandbox and Horizon Worlds, offer even more opportunities to invest in your very own virtual real estate. Question five: What was the highest price recorded for the sale of virtual real estate within Decentraland? The answer is the equivalent of two and a half million U.S. dollars. The equivalent of 就是相当于 two and a half million 就是两百五十万，在三藩市平均物价大概 one point three million， 也就是一百三十万，所以两百五十万基本上可以买两栋房子哦。那你比较会想在 Decentraland 还是在三藩市买房子呢 ？Finally. 
The Radical project is a project that aims to create a decentralized and open source platform for coding and software development and collaboration. Radical is similar to other existing collaborative and code hosting sites such as GitHub. However, these sites are run by corporations and may therefore impose terms and conditions for use and may even ban users. Notably, in 2019, GitHub banned users from a number of countries, including Iran, Syria, and the Crimea region of Ukraine, because of trade restrictions and sanctions put in place by the United States government on these nations. Thus, projects like Radical take on increasing importance so that users can't be locked out from accessing tools meant for all based upon global politics and the place they happen to call home. As Radical says on its website, Reliance on such centralized services contradicts the values of the free and open source ecosystem and threatens its well-being. Question 6. Why did GitHub ban users from Iran, Syria, and the Crimea region in 2019? The answer is, trade restrictions and sanctions were put in place by the United States government on these nations. GitHub was therefore obligated to comply with the U.S. export law. GitHub is the world's biggest platform平台，目前有五千万使用者。二零一九年为了遵守美国政府的贸易制裁，GitHub没有提前通知就终止伊朗、叙利亚和克里米亚使用者账号。那如果这种情况再次发生的话，Radical就可以保护使用者的权益
offer one way for ordinary citizens in both Ukraine and Russia to take control of their finances in this difficult time during which banking may be interrupted. Their savings could be safely and securely stored in Bitcoin or other digital currencies that aren't being devalued by this war like the local currencies. Question 7. What are the unintended consequences of the sanctions imposed on Russia? The answer is, the removal of many Russian banks from SWIFT means that many more Russians than those responsible for the invasion of Ukraine have lost some or, or all of their ability to bank and receive money from overseas banks and customers. 国际制裁虽然主要是要抵制普军的暴行，但是真正受害的却是人民。俄国的经济体制本身就相当腐败，国家的财富一直都是掌握在特权阶级手上。为了保护自己的资产权益，百分之十一点九的俄国人民都有投资加密货币。但是可怕的是，普丁政府也早想到可以利用加密货币来对付他国对俄国的经济施压。总而言之，接下来的局势未定，我们只能替乌克兰加油。Well, that's it for part two of DeFi Blockchain 101. Thanks again for listening to Sku Universe. Watch for a bonus episode today from Sue, where she'll take a deeper look at the troubling invasion of Ukraine by Vladimir Putin. <laughs>